It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. Buddy, over here, Paul James Caden, and we are people under the stairs, man. We're the people under the stairs, <laughs> and Paul has been on hiatus for a little bit because, as you can hear with his voice, he's been a sick puppy. First, he had the darn stomach flu, and now he's had bronchitis, and he's chewing a big old pack of cinnamon gum so he can talk. Now, today we have a terrific two-part show. It's going to actually be two shows on the people under the stairs because we kind of try and keep our time to a little bit over half hour. The first part of the show is going to be with somebody who's a fantastic guy, somebody who's become a friend of mine, Jeff Johnson, who has a bunch of shows. He's going to tell us uh, what they are. Uh, and his good buddy, who's his co-host on his show, I don't know about this guy. Uh, he's a little bit of a problem. Break. Look what I said. I said break. <laughs> Blake. Break. I said. I gave him a whole different name as I do. So welcome, guys. How are you doing? Doing, doing great. How, how are you guys? Thanks, thanks for having us. We're really excited to be here. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for coming, and uh, you, you know uh, the, the pleasure's mine. Paul, you want to say hi to, to, to Blake and, uh, and and Jeff? Yeah, I think you guys uh, friended me on Facebook, didn't you? 
I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I, I think somebody commented on a, a recent post that I shared. <laughs> I, think was, I think it was Blake. Yeah, I think I think it did. Well, in case people haven't figured this out, uh, we're uh, we're uh, I can't say we're on different coasts, but we're in different time zones and from different parts of the country. Uh, Paul and I are in New York. Uh, I come from Brooklyn, New York, and have a pretty uh, wild accent. And there's my good new buddy Blake. Uh, you can cut his Arkansinian accent with a with a knife, and there's Jeff, who's from Arkansas too. So you got two. I'm I'm going to say better than good old boys, great boys from uh, the South, and uh, two near do wells from up here in New York. So I, I just want to say again, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to have a great time, and uh, you know, there's no punches pulled here. You can say anything that you want on people under the stairs. We're not a guest driven show, so um, you know. Um, uh, th this is a, a lot of fun having you guys on, and we hope to have you back for other things. Can, can yeah, you guys? I, I, can I, you I'm guys looking forward to this. Things? Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been looking forward to this. I'm, I'm a big fan of your guys' show. I listen to it uh, every time you guys drop an episode. I've been listening since episode one, so to actually be on the show, I, I am honored, and I'm really really excited to be here. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, same goes for me. I've I've listened to every episode. I love you guys. A lot, lot to think about listening to your shows that I would have never thought about before. So it, it's it's a great show to open my mind and let me think about things that I never would have before. So I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you. I've been, uh, you know, uh, using psychedelic drugs for many years, and that's how I met Paul as my supplier <laughs> here in New York. So I've got brain damage. So a lot of the shows can go in a lot of very odd directions. <laughs> so there's probably a good reason you haven't thought of them before. It's because, you know, just taking a peek at you, you look like kind of a normal human being. So that, 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 that could be a little bit there. Now, John always gets mad at me, our producer for the show. He says, you know, the people under the stairs is a spook show. It's a spooky, serious show. You can't be too nice on those shows, but I can't help it when I look at you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be spooky but uh, and, and deal with some good stuff, but uh, I got to be nice. I, I can't resist it with these two guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Can and you really, hear Paul? I'm sorry, Jeff. I was just saying, you know, and that's, that's one thing about paranormal investigating, too, is that, you know, it is a serious thing and it is it is something that's very scary, but it's fun and it's exhilarating as well. So, you know, you talked about how on your show here that we like to have fun and everything like that. That's that's paranormal investigating you know, in a nutshell as well, because you're out there with your friends, you're you're doing doing your thing, but you're having a great time as well. So. That's you know I'm glad you jumped in there because I I I, I got waylaid there and, and Paul's been trying to jump in and say can you, can you hear me with my voice and and then I am going to shut up but the, today's show is about paranormal investigators and Paul has been one and knows quite a bit about that and you have been one you told me for that you did that for over eight years so I'm going to pass this hijack show from me over to my better half. To Mr. Paul for a second. He's got some stuff I'm sure he's going to want to ask you. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one, I, I wanted to ask again, can you guys hear us okay? Yes. Yep. Okay. Because Stan always has a tendency to put the, the microphone a half a football field away. <laughs> well, let me start by asking this. What what got you into the uh, the paranormal investigating well, the, the first time I did it, um, two of my buddies had actually started doing it for about about a month 
uh, ahead of time. And it was more of just kind of a, a fun thing to check out. I really didn't know a lot about it. And they came to me and was like, hey, we, we found this this haunted location. Uh, we've got a little bit of equipment. We want to kind of check this out. Do you want to come with us? So I decided, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. It sounds kind of cool. I've, I've always I've always believed in, in ghosts and spirits and stuff, but never really dealt with a whole lot of it directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I it was just something that kind of sparked my interest. But at first it was more of just a thing like, oh, let's go get scared with my buddies and have a good time, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but once I got there and kind of experienced everything and we did have an experience my very first time in this location. And once that happened, it just kind of triggered something in me that made me really want to pursue it further and kind of make kind of make a big hobby out of it. So it just right off the bat, I knew exactly it's something I, I wanted to really get into. So what, what, what kind of uh, experiences have you personally had through uh, through investigating? I, I've had a lot. Um, I have. <laughs> uh, we have this. We have this place. It's about about thirty minutes uh, north of here. It's a, uh, it's a. It's a city named uh, Judsonia. It's a really small city here in Arkansas, and we have this old abandoned church that we had uh, had discovered, and it was also used as a funeral parlor back in the late eighties to early nineties. Wow. Um, and this was kind of where we decided that our our headquarters, I guess, was going to be. And we, if we got new equipment, we would take it and kind of test it out because we knew we would always get some kind of activity there. So that was the first place I ever went. Um, and we've uh, we've had crazy experiences there. Uh, the one of the first ones I had is, I guess, it's about one thirty in the morning. We're in there. We're just kind of doing an EVP session and we go into the nursery. And we're sitting there, and I'm holding the camera. I wasn't the lead investigator at the time. I was just uh, kind of a cameraman, kind of a just to help, uh, just a hand for the team. And uh, our, our lead investigator starts asking questions for an EVP session, saying, "You know, is there anybody there? Does anybody want to want to talk to us?" And when, then I heard this very faint noise, and it sounded like somebody was talking. But I couldn't make out what it I couldn't make out what it was, but it was loud enough that I could hear it with my own ears, not just with the the equipment. And he um, he started asking, "Are you a child?" And it, it would make the noise again. It was it kind of just kind of like a like a three or four second mumble, and then it stopped. And then he would ask another question, and it would do it again. And this went on for about a good minute, minute and a half. Um, and then my investigator asked him, "How did you die?" And we got nothing. So uh, that was a that was a pretty crazy experience. Well, we ended up doing some um, some research after this and found out about 200 yards from this church is a train track. And back in 1999, there was a six year old boy that was killed by a train on that track. Wow. And um, we we're are kind of under the impression that that's who we talked to. That's, that's the person that we came into contact with was this little boy. That's, that's made his home in this church. So, uh, that was really like the first big thing I experienced that really wow. got the blood, got the blood flowing and making me think, oh, wow, this is, if, if we, if I'm getting this already, not really into this, wait till I 
put more time into and what other stuff could I could I experience so it was yeah. pretty awesome it was a great first experience Jeff what kind of uh, how many other people uh, you know because the the purpose of the people under under the stairs is also to expose people to mm-hmm. something you know totally different and new a new idea like people uh, think you know gee I'd like to be a storm chaser I used to think that until I was involved in a in a tornado uh-huh. and I thought uh, I, I never want to see one of those friggin' things again. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, being a, a paranormal investigator, you know, you have an interest, you get in with a group of people. Mm-hmm. What kind of people were in this group? Uh, you know, were they um, were they borderline people? Were they uh, people? You know, I'm being serious because that's what people are going to think. Were these right. like highly educated people, just your average person, people who were really seriously trained or had some background in this? What, what was the kind of folks involved with it? Well, back in back in 2010, when I first created my team, when I was the lead investigator, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring in people that were open minded. That was the kind of the first right. big thing. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring it. I didn't want to bring a skeptic in because when it comes to doing paranormal investigating, to bring a skeptic on your team is just going to cause more issues than than not. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring in people I trusted. And people who I knew would take it seriously, even if they weren't educated in the paranormal, I knew through my own personal experience that once they got their hands into it and and they had the experience that I did, that it's something that they would latch on to as well. So um, I had a team of uh, five people that I got together and um, all of them kind of had the same thing I did. I I took them to the same place that I had my first hunt. Uh, We had experiences and they pretty much said, wow, this is incredible. This is something I want to get into. And the, the most important part is my, my co-lead at the time, her name, her name's Jessica. She said, she said something along the lines of how much emotionally she enjoyed it, where she took it not just as something fun to do, but she looked at it in a, in a scientific aspect as well. Talking about electromagnetic activity and being able to, to contact these people. And like she took it so much deeper than everybody else. That's when I knew right off the bat. She's the one that's going to be my co-lead because she's the one that's going to be in there in the trenches with me, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, what type of equipment uh, uh, did you have Jeff or do you have to do these paranormal investigations? Uh, and, and you were doing the electronic voice phenomenon first, <laughs> I guess, when you mentioned the EVP, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what kind of stuff were you using for that? Was it just like a regular recorder or using, um, you know, uh, devices that, you know, detect electromagnetic waves in, in the environment with recording or more sophisticated things or what? What kind of stuff were you using? Yeah, the first three or four years, we didn't do anything really high tech. We had, uh, you know, digital huh? camera. Digital cameras were real big at the time, so we used those. Um we, we did use just basic audio recorders, handheld audio recorders, because mm-hmm. it seems like like we've tried some high tech audio recording equipment and didn't have any different results. Than yeah, we did I was going to say that probably doesn't have any damn difference one way or the other. huh? Yeah, it really didn't. But the handheld one, it's, it's portable. It's easy to use. You can stash it anywhere. And the, the best EVPs we've ever caught were just with these these handheld ones. Um, and then we would use um, a night vision camera. Uh, just basic handheld camera. When we started the first three or four years, that's really all we used. We didn't we didn't want to tote along, you know, big equipment and have to worry about things breaking down on us. We were there to capture things, but we felt like we would get a more personal experience if we weren't toting all this equipment around while we were doing it. So, do you think, uh, that, do you think Jeff, that in any of the cases, 
And I'm 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 very open minded. Uh, I try to be a skeptic and open minded. And when I say a skeptic, skeptic, where I try to use like critical thinking, like you know, what could this also be, or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you heard the, you know, like, say, when you've got the recordings for the uh, the EVP or some of your other paranormal things, did you guys entertain other possibilities for other things too as well? Like other, you know, did you immediately say, "Whoop, there's a voice from beyond," or did you know, or uh, here's here's the phenomenon, or or do you think it might be something else as well, a radio in the distance or some other thing? And I'm just using a crazy example. You get what I mean. Yeah. I think you were biased in any way. Yeah, we always try to debunk everything first. Every, you know, No matter if it's a video, a photo, an audio, we go as hard as we can to debunk it before you know, coming up with thinking, okay, it's something that's paranormal. Because anything can interfere. Anything can get in the way and make you think that. It's something when it's not, uh, especially with audio, because audio, you don't have anything visual to go off of. So mm-hmm. EVPs, EVPs are a little more different. But but the reason we normally do EVPs in such quiet areas that if there is a voice like we we know it and we would gotcha. know right off the bat if it was something, especially if, for example, I'm the one that's doing the EVP session. You know, I can remember in my mind exactly where I was, what I was doing while I was doing this EVP session. So I would know what my surrounding was while I'm going back over the audio. And um, it's, uh, but but yeah, you do make you, you do ask a very good question about debunking. Like, I, I'm very serious about debunking things. Uh, I can like I could easily take a, a photo or something and say, Oh, you know, there's something paranormal there, but I don't want to do that. I want to make sure it's legit as possible before I release something to the public. Sure. Yeah. So some of these people where we used to live in, um, in Ulster County, there was a pretty big, uh, paranormal investigation team. They had the, the Facebook page and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they would go to some of the old uh, cemeteries right around where we lived. And some of the photos they had, were just terrible, you know, it would maybe be, um, light reflecting off of, uh, you know, fog in the, the wee hours of the fall morning, mm-hmm. you know, or an obvious, uh, reflection, uh, of a flash of the camera. And they'd be like, you know, look at this evil face, look at this orb, look at, look at this spirit hovering over the, the tombstone. And it was just the blob there. There was nothing discernible there that would make, you know, anybody say, you know, that's a spirit. You know, I've, I've taken photos that were much better than that that turned out to be nothing. Like you said, debunk it first. I took a picture once in a cemetery with my wife, and we got home. We, we you know, printed out the pictures, and there was uh, a picture of – it looked like something was actually uh, uh, like, like the ectoplasm, like, you know, coming out of, the, out of a tombstone. And we're like, holy crap, look at that, you know? Um, but after looking at it and, you know, like you said, thinking about the surroundings, when you took it, where you were, uh, it just turned out to be a, a light reflection because we, we actually were in a moving car. So <laughs> even though we were going slowly, so the, the, the fraud, you know, that I think there's a lot of uh, people out there that give paranormal investigating, uh, a bad name, even like the TV shows, you know, the things that they do, um, you know, one of the things that I learned in, in, in studying this and taking some classes is they say never, never provoke the spirit. You know, and you see these people on TV, they're like, show yourself, you bastard. You said, yeah. you know, and that's like they, you know, and anybody that's anybody says that's a big no, no. You never go in 
cursing and swearing and challenging these forces that uh, could become very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if you're going in seeming like you're uh, you're wanting to throw down with them. What do you, Jeff? Uh, do you ever? Um, um, I don't know if you answered it in the beginning, but how old were you when you first really became interested in this? Was this something that you were interested in as a kid? Did you ever have kind of like a um, a paranormal experience as a kid that got you interested in this? Or, you know, you would maybe watch horror movies and get into it or read books or stories. Or did it just happen when you were an adult? Yeah, I really didn't deal with a whole lot when I was younger. Um, I do know a story my mom told me growing up about an experience that she had out in uh, Long Beach, California when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, when it came to the paranormal, that was really the only experiences I had. Um, I did like like horror movies and stuff growing up, but it's really never something that crossed my mind that I wanted to, to dwell into until my friends came to me. Um, I guess I was 20 when it happened. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, 19 or 20 when they came to me about going on this first investigation that I went on. Um, But it wasn't until then that it's really something that I wanted to do. Like I had no idea it was really even a thing until they took me out on my first my first investigation. But after that first one, I knew it's something that I wanted to do for a long time. See, and I'm glad I asked you that question because it's uh, it's funny. Uh, you know, you'll obviously let people know the different shows that you do. I know you do a mixed martial arts show and mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Red Running with Turtles and the wrestling show and uh, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I found out about you uh, right off the jump is you're a brilliant guy. Uh, you're certainly a really balanced guy. And you always amaze me on your wrestling show in particular. And I'm sure it's the way on your next martial arts show. You describe the um, the wrestling almost like um, if you and I are a real student of film. Mm-hmm. It's like we were watching film. You break it down into the dance and the moves and the choreography of it. It's you're a very meticulous guy. Mm-hmm. And when you answered that question for me, and I guess this is what I wanted to bring to our listening audience. Uh, you know, yeah, some people they present stuff as a psychologist, and I'm listening to it psychobabble. I hope people don't feel that about my show when I do it, that it's psychobabble or they come in this paranormal stuff and it's just, you know, the kind of nonsense, you know, I, I saw a shadow, it's the shadow man, you know, it just doesn't have any reliability or validity. And then mm-hmm. there's guys like you that go out there and, um, you know, I'm a trained investigator for, I mean, like, you know, when somebody commits a crime or they do something and they have to be committed or whatever. And your story is, you know, or, or like how you get into things is, is very truthful. It has great validity and reliability. You know, your friends just ask you to do something, no particular reason. You liked it. You got turned on by it. You had a great experience. You know, it'd be like surfing for the first time, and you just were able to get up, and you caught a great wave. You got hooked. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for you to make that stuff up. There's no reason for you to misinterpret it and things like that. And I, I think that's important for the to, for the listening audience to when they're when you're listening to these shows from different people. I found that out in podcasting by listening to, you know, yeah, I, I, I would, would take some stock in things that had to do with extrasensory perception and the paranormal. But the more things I listen to from the more people, I, there's a lot of people, man, they're, they're not hallucinating. They're dead friggin' serious mm-hmm. and very believable about some highly, highly unusual experiences. And I know for the second uh, part of our series of shows, we're not close to being there yet. 
uh, Blake is going to join us along with you, and you've got a hair-raising tail, uh, mm-hmm. to be sure. Uh, I'm sure Paul has a lot of other stuff for you, but one thing I wanted to know, what are some other interesting cases that you've been on? Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. You had something. This bastard's always hijacking my questions. <laughs> <laughs> this show is over. I'm done. <laughs> I wanted to lead into that by backing up uh, a few miles here and asking you what your thought was on some of these uh, very um, eccentric shows that we have on TV that uh, many people tune into. And, oh, my God, the ghost chasers, they're so great. And it's, you know, some of it's interesting, but then there's obviously a lot of BS Mm -hmm. uh, just to make it exciting for TV. And then, you know, the, the hack jobs, like I was talking about the, the group in the, the local graveyards. What what is your take on on that sort of thing? I'm actually I'm very positive on them because a, a lot of the shows there there like you said there are some that they can give a negative light at times, especially the the, the ones where everybody is yelling and screaming, trying All to right, be angry, right. trying to be angry towards the spirits and everything. But um, the show that that I enjoy the most is Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans and his in his team. Right, because right. Um, I do think aspects of it, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say stage stage or anything like that, uh, but it is a television show. I'll just I'll kind of leave it at that. Um, but I do think they're legit and genuine in a lot of things they do, and I do think it's something they take very seriously. But they are also kind of kind of the leaders in showing showing a generation what paranormal investigating is in in a positive light compared to other ones. You know, they take it seriously. They they show it on television doing doing hunts in a positive light. And I think it's great for the for the par- for the paranormal community that something this big is on television, because even though I had my own personal experience, I am a fan of, of, of this television show. And it's something else that, you know, I can kind of put together and go, hey, I've done this. I've been through some of the stuff they've been through and it makes me want to get back out there. Right. So, um, so for for the most part, I, I am a fan of the shows on TV just because it gets the word out out there on and paranormal investigating and teaches a lot of people that about about it that probably didn't even know what it was. Yeah, that that and there are some good ones. There there definitely are, and that would um that would lead to my next question. You know, with the with the people running and screaming and. And, and obviously, in paranormal investigations, there there are moments where uh, people are going to run and scream, or at least want to run and scream. Yeah. Uh, are there any experiences that you had that you felt you wanted to just tear ass and get out of there, or maybe you even did? You were like, I had, and you know, this is too creepy. I'm out. Yeah, um, actually, the one of the scariest moments of my life was during a hunt. Um, and this is actually at the same place I told you guys about earlier about this church in Judsonia. So I'm not a provoker. I've never been one to provoke spirits. I've always been very calm. I kind of feel like, you know, that's the old saying, you know, you catch more, was it? You catch more fish with sugar than spice. I said, or, or whatever. Like I try to be, I try to be nicer and try to, and try to be more upfront stuff than being a, you know, yeller and screamer. But Anyways, we went to we went to this church and uh, we took we took this guy with us. There was three of us, and this guy had never been on a, an investigation before. He just wanted to kind of go and see what it was like, kind of like I did on my first my first experience. But 
he took it way differently than I did. I, I took it as more, hey, this is really awesome. You know, I looked at it more in a scientific view, uh, more of a, of a hobby. Hey, this is something I want to get into. He took it more as, I'm going to see what I can stir up and see how much trouble I can cause and see what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, this church this church is really small. You walk in the front door. You have the bathrooms on the left, the nursery on the right. Then you have the sanctuary. And then you have a door on the right, a door on the left with two rooms that connect to the back. It's not, it's not, a, not a big building at all. Um, we're, we're in the sanctuary. We've probably been in there about an hour and a half or so. We're just kind of doing basic things, trying to get EVPs. We really weren't having any luck. Nothing was really happening. And, uh, the, the, the gentleman that we brought on for his first hunt goes, Hey, can I try something? And we were kind of like, we were, we were skeptical at first. We're like, okay, let's, let's see what he wants to do. We have no idea where he was going. So he go, he goes up to where the preacher would stand and, he pulls out a Bible and he starts reading excerpts from the Bible. And we were like, okay, this is different. This is, we've never done something like this before. I guess we could kind of see where this goes. Well, he did that for about 20 or 30 seconds. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if this was his original plan or, or, or what, but he stopped reading and then he just started degrading everything about the Bible saying oh, how how it's wrong and everything in there is miswritten and how he doesn't believe any any of it and he started going in this full provoke mode and we're trying to stop him we're telling him don't don't do this you know because we've had experiences in this church nothing negative but we know there's things there so we're like you know I don't we don't want you stirring up things that we don't want to mess with here but he didn't listen to us and he kept doing it and then he started ripping pages out of it and started throwing him on the ground, stomping on him. And about this time is when everything really escalated. Uh, we're standing at the back of the sanctuary, kind of, I'd say about 10 feet from the front door. And we hear this crash come from the back left room. And the door, the door is closed most of the way. It's open just a hair. But we can see in it just enough to see something moving back and forth in this back left room. Oh, wow. And um, it, it looked like it was pacing like really, really fast. Um, the the guy that was that was causing everything saw it first, and he took off and started running toward us. He took about about six steps, I guess, and then all of a sudden the door flings open. The one the one I told you about on the left, mm-hmm. and we see this figure come out the door with its head down, looking like it's charging at us. Okay, um, that again you saw what um uh, the the door came open and we saw this black f- mass it was, it was like a mass figure like a it, shadow person kind of like a shadow person right and it looked like it had its head down like it was charging at us wow. and How many so that jeff I'm, I'm sorry stan i'm so sorry but I, I just for the audience i'm sure they're thinking uh, the same thing i am how many people other than yourself and the guy who was provoking this saw this uh, just one. Um, this is before I was a lead investigator. This is when I was uh, part of another team, the original team that I went in this place with. Uh, there was three of us. It was my my lead investigator, myself, and then the guy that we brought brought in there with us. Wow! So everybody saw this. Yes. Wow. Um, so by the so it comes out the door. We see it. We turn around and just run out the door as fast as we could. Um, we get to our car, which is probably. 
about 20 yards from, from the church. And we get there and my, my lead investigator turns around. He has a digital camera in his hand. He turns around and snaps a random photo of the church. I don't know what caused him to do this. I don't know why he did it, but he did. We get in the car, we drive off. We get probably a mile down the road and he pulls over to the side of the road and he has the camera in his hand. And he's, I I don't condone this, but he's looking at the camera as he's driving pretty much. And he pulls over and I can just see the sheer look of fear on his face. And I asked him, I just, I asked him straight up. I said, what did you capture on the camera? And he turns and shows me the camera and I'm looking at it. And right above the door is this black skull just plain as day. Wow. There's nothing that could have caused this. You know, there's yeah. you know, no nothing in the background that could have caused this. Yeah. But it was just this this huge black skull that was just looking at us as we're standing there by the car. Now, Jeff, do you have do you guys still have uh, or your group or any of you do you still have these things? Do you have the recordings or any of the films left or are they missing in action? Um I do have a little bit of stuff from uh, from a big investigation we did. Uh, we investigated a tuberculosis clinic here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually investigated it twice, and I do have some information or some stuff from there. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Or it's not you know, our team's not active anymore. They haven't been since 2017. Mm-hmm. But um, we do have a Facebook page that has some of our photos of uh, us on investigations and stuff. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have any of my audio anymore. I lost it uh, during yeah. a move. Um, but uh, I, I did have some good ones, and I wish I still had them, but I don't have the re- actual recorders anymore. Um, I do have a couple photos. I have some photos that I've kept throughout the years, and I have one in particular that is probably one of the most frightening photos I've ever I've ever seen. And wow. it, was, it was one that we took at the uh, – <laughs> at the tuberculosis clinic. And it was actually before we even started our investigation. Um, I'll, um, I'll have to get that photo I'll have it on me right now, but I'll have to get it for you guys and I will send it to y'all. It is, um, it's a picture of, I think we had two teams go in this place at once because it's, it's like six stories and it's probably about 300 feet long, maybe a good, a good football field, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. It was a big building that we went in. So we took two teams in there to do this investigation um, and we're just kind of hanging out before getting ready. And I take a random photo down this hall because I see one of my teammates walking down the hall and we're all just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Well, I break the picture down and I'm looking at it and over her shoulder, you see this face, this, this black face. Wow. Just sit, sitting there looking at us. And, and I have, I've sent this photo in to professionals. I've Send it in to skeptics, everybody trying to debunk. I've never gotten anybody that's been able to debunk this picture. And they, they just tell me, wow, we can't believe you caught something so clear like this. And, and it wasn't, like I said, we weren't even investigating at the time. It was just us kind of hanging out and then we caught something as, as strong as this. Amazing, amazing stuff. Paul, do you have a quick question? Because then we're going to go to part two of this, I think. Right. No, I I, I, uh, I really don't have any other questions. I was going to talk more about your uh, your experiences out in the field, but uh, time is sadly uh, uh, ticking down a bit on us here. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, Jeff, uh, if, if you know, uh, again, uh, you know, different shows have different uh, constraints. I mean, we uh, 
with time because it's it's really important to uh, your stuff is very important and it's important for the audience to hear that in a, in a time frame that you know that they have available to them. Would you, at some point in time, consider coming back to, to talk more about uh, paranormal investigations with Paul and myself, and and you know maybe uh, you know you know what it you know what a typical uh, you know when somebody calls up or says hey you know can we have your help or you're going to investigate you know what the mm-hmm. process would be would you be willing would you be open to that? Oh, I'd love to. Anytime you guys want me have me on, I'd be more than happy more happy well, to join sure. you guys. Wonderful. We're, uh, well, we're going to go to part two, if that's okay with you, where we're going to stop the recording and uh-huh. stay on on online together and, and, you know, start the next section. But before we do that, uh, can you tell us, uh, you know, tell, tell the audience out there where uh, where people can find you for your other shows and what you and, and Blake, you've been so wonderful back there. But you're coming up, big guy. The next part is all about <laughs> you and Jeff together. Um, where we can reach you or where the fans can reach you to, to listen to your shows. Mm-hmm. Go, please sure. Go yeah. Um, okay. Sure. Uh, Rad Rob and myself do the, the Rad Turtles wrestling podcast twice a week. We drop an episode every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and Blake and I do the, uh, Epping for real MMA podcasts that we drop every Saturday and, or every Friday and Sunday. Uh, we actually do a live, a live Twitch stream, reaction to the to the ultimate fighting championship shows every saturday so um if you go to twitch.tv slash effing for real mma uh saturday night at 8 p.m you uh you guys can interact with us directly while, while we're watching the shows and react with us so um yeah we got a lot a lot of stuff going on in both podcasts i'm really excited about it um you guys can reach me on twitter i'm at run with turtles just um, you know, just send me a message if you guys have any, if you guys have any questions for me directly, especially after after this interview today. Uh, I'll be more than happy to talk to anybody about anything. Uh, if you're if you're a skeptic, if you want to know more things, if you're wanting to, if paranormal is something you've been interested in but never really wanted to make the jump, uh, if you guys need somebody to to help you out, I mean, I'll be more than happy. Well, thanks thanks a lot. Uh, I, I, are you still on there? Yep. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Anything from Blake? Blake, any information where somebody can reach you uh, other than what Jeff said or an email or any such thing that you'd like to let people know? Yeah, I think Jeff covered everything with our show. Um, like you said, we do drop on Friday and Sunday. Be sure to tune in on Twitch. And, uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter at effing for real. And we also have an email for the show, effingforreal at yahoo.com. And you can send us questions in on it if you got any MMA topics you want to talk about. Hey, thanks, buddy. How about you, Paul? Your your shows other than the people under the stairs. I have 11, <clears throat> 11.59 and also a show called uh, A Road Less Traveled, which is more about uh, alternative uh, spirituality, uh, blended paths type of thing. 11.59 is... Uh, kind of those events in the world that could uh, take us, uh, you know, as they say, the apocalypse <laughs> at any given moment. And you can find those mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, the the Apple Store and uh, the Anchor. All, it's pretty much on all the platforms right now. So Stitcher, you know, all that. And also on Twitter, you know, Paul James Caden, Facebook. Um, yeah, if you punch in my name on Google, uh, all my information usually comes up. Uh, page and a half to two pages. I'm not hard to find for anybody if they want to, if they want to reach out. But I would definitely like to do a part two because I would like to get a little bit more into um, 
some of your experiences out in the field uh, and also talk, you know, uh, maybe some of the deep questions. What what does this say to you about, you know, life after death, you know, a, a world beyond this world? Uh, I wanted to get into some of those uh, kind of deeper uh, philosophical areas a little bit uh, in this show, but we, we ran out of time. But I definitely like to have a whole show uh, kind of dedicated to that aspect of uh, paranormal research. Yeah, yeah I, I would absolutely love to do it. I love the, the deeper conversations, especially when it comes to the paranormal, because there's there's a lot on the surface, but there's so much more deep down that people don't even know about. And um, yeah, yeah, and I would absolutely love to come back and talk to you guys about it. It would be a pleasure. Well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to reach me, they can catch me, Stan Wangland, and Just Thinking, or you can hit me at Stan Wangland, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Understand Wangland. And boy, you guys have been great. And uh, as Paul said, this could have been a four hour show. Mm. <laughs> so, so thanks for uh, wanting to come back. And for the listening audience, we are going to come back with part two of this in just a moment. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans. Now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.